I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding a road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throw in the fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and a rent due. Told y'all that I'm six foot. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover Podcast, where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives my opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asked for. As always, I am your host, Mr. A.A. Ron, as they call me on the socials. And ladies and gentlemen, Let's get right in to episode two. So if you're watching this, this is Tuesday, Tuesday, October 19th, the start of the NBA season. NBA season kicks off tonight with the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. So let's get into a little bit of a preview of what I think is going to happen in terms of awards and all NBA teams and things of that nature. So I want to talk about, I want to give my way too early predictions that are probably going to all end up being wrong, but, but we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to get at least, you know, one or two of them right. So let's talk about what's coming up. So what I want to do first is give my picks, my way too early picks on all the NBA awards. So let's start right at the top. Let's start with who I believe will win the most valuable player award for this season. So the most valuable player, I believe, is going to go to the young, stall- the young stallion down in Dallas, Mr. Luka Doncic, the guard for the Dallas Mavericks. So I think this is Luka Doncic's go-to year where he takes it to the next level, which, if you think about it, is kind of crazy because he's already had two first-team all NBA selections and he's 22 years old but I think this is his year to take that step to get himself the most valuable player award he really does he has that mentality of an MVP already he has that almost Mamba mentality already I mean last year averaging nearly 28 points per game 27.7 to be exact averaging 8.6 assists and 8 rebounds per game so darn near averaging a triple double as a 22-year-old in the NBA. So he came in ready to play. I mean, he's been playing against grown men, you know, in the EuroLeague for a long time. But I think this is his year, you know, you know, staying healthy and then, you know, hoping everybody stays healthy this season. But I think this is his year to take the MVP. Um, he really does it all for, Dal- for Dallas. He is their primary scorer. He is their primary, you know, playmaker, facilitator. He is their offense. The offense looks drastically different when he is on the floor versus when he is off. So I feel like Luka Doncic will take home MVP honors this year. But I think if Dallas finishes top three in the West, which I mean is a stretch. Like they, I don't, I don't think they'll end up top three. I'm going to give, you know, my standings for later in the season, later in this episode. I don't think they'll finish top three, but if they do, he is for sure a lock to win MVP if they finish top five, I would still say he's got a really, really good shot if he has a similar season like he did last year. But Luka Doncic is my way too early MVP. But let's go to the next one. Let's transition to who I believe will win the Rookie of the Year award. So I believe Rookie of the Year honors will go to Jalen Green, guard for the Houston Rockets. So 
I know this is going to make a lot of my co-workers happy. A lot of them are big Houston Rockets fans and they get on my nerves, but it's fine. But I really, really do like his game. He is crazy uber athletic. He is a confident scorer. He's really explosive off the dribble in the preseason games that I've seen him in. He's in, incredible off the dribble. And he's got a pretty solid jump shot. So he's got all the tools to win Rookie of the Year, to you know be the leading scorer, or at least one of the leading scorers for this Houston Rockets team. Um, they got a very young team, you know, Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., Imani Brooks that they just gave an extension to, the young Turkish kid that I can't pronounce his name, but they've got a very young roster with a lot of promise and potential, but I see Jalen Green being an integral part of that roster for a while, and I think I truly believe that he is actually in a better position than Cade Cunningham is. Cade Cunningham went number one to the Detroit Pistons. I believe that Jalen Green is in a better situation, therefore he is in a better spot to potentially take home Rookie of the Year honors. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more from Jalen Green. I'm looking forward to seeing what this Houston Rockets team will be able to do. I don't think they'll be a playoff or a play-in team, but I'm expecting big things from Jalen Green this year, my early pick for Rookie of the Year. But next award, next award we got is Defensive Player of the Year. And this one was a little bit of a tough one for me for a couple of reasons. One, we got a really a lot of solid you know, defenders in the NBA. I mean, you know, your Rudy Gobert's and your Ben Simmons, but um, guys who have been, you know, in defense player of the year's talks for a while. But one player that I believe will take home defense player of the year honors because of what they need to prove is Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis is my pick to win defense player of the year, the forward slash center for the Los Angeles Lakers. So like I said, I think Anthony Davis will have something to prove. Um, people have questions throughout his entire, his entire career. People kind of questioned his heart and, you know, whether he gives a hundred percent all the time, which I mean, you've seen it in, in certain games where it seems as if he takes nights off. It seems as if he's disinterested in what's going on. Um, I don't think that'll be the case this year. I think Anthony Davis, you know, has probably, at least I hope he's had that self-reflection and has enough self-awareness to, commit to the defensive end and commit to giving maximum effort every single night for this Lakers team. But my opinion, part of the reason why Russell Westbrook is even there um, is probably due in part to Anthony Davis making a commitment to be, you know, more of a, of a defender in a consistent capacity. So I think Anthony Davis um, will be even even more committed to the defensive end than he already was. So I definitely could see him taking home Defensive Player of the Year honors. He's always been a good defender. Um, I think he's almost a little bit slept on. You know, he's always been a great, you know, rim protector, a great shot blocker, but he's a little bit slept on it for how versatile he is on the defensive end. Um, he is super versatile. He can guard pretty much one through five. He's quick enough to guard your, you know, your per primary perimeter players, and he's big and tall enough to guard, you know, your best big man down on the block. So I think Anthony Davis will, like I said, have a lot to prove, and I could absolutely see him taking home Defensive Player of the Year honors. But next award I got, next award is the Sixth Man of the Year. You know, Sixth Man of the Year um, is your player who is your, you know, your best player off the bench, first player that comes off the bench to give you uh, a spark off the bench, whether that be offensively or defensively. And this guy, I think, has a really, really good chance to win 
sixth man of the year. And I think that's Tyler Hero, guard for the Miami Heat. So another player, just like Anthony Davis, which I believe has a lot to prove. In the bubble, he was amazing. You know, two years ago in that, you know, that bubble playoffs, you know, you know, helping well, one of the main reasons why Miami Heat was able to get to the finals against the Lakers was because of Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero played amazing, you know, hitting, you know, crazy perimeter shots, you know, getting to the rim. He was phenomenal in that bubble season, but he, in his second year, did not play well at all. I mean, if I'm, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like, he was incredibly underwhelming in his second year. I mean, I I couldn't even think of a Tyler Hero highlight from, you know, last year, this 2021 NBA season. Um, so I think he'll have a lot lot to prove as well. I mean, he, he saw, you know, his teammate, his buddy, you know, Duncan Robinson get that, I believe, what, $85, $90 million extension. And I don't think Tyler Hero's got paid just yet. He's not eligible up for his extension, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Tyler Hero, you know, he put out a statement, you know, earlier uh, this free agency this summer, you know, that people were sleeping on him, which, I mean, it's debatable because, you didn't play well, so it's like, hey, we're not sleeping on you. Like, you you didn't really play well, so, you know, we just sleep, period. But I think Tyler Hero has a lot to prove, with, especially with the fact that, I don't know if y'all remember from before last season, you know, last summer when there were a lot of rumors that Miami was looking to trade to get James Harden, but they didn't want to include Tyler Hero in that package. So, essentially, it's like they passed up on James Harden to keep Tyler Hero. Like, that's... That's a big, you know, thumbs up or, you know, liking that the organization, the Heat organization has of Tyler Hero. So the fact that he had that very underwhelming season when they had a shot, a chance to trade for James Harden, I think will probably play into his psyche. But with the leaders that he has in, you know, Jimmy Butler, now Kyle Lowry coming over from Toronto, and Eric Spoltra, Eric Spoltra is an, an excellent, Always he'll always be one of my favorite coaches. Um, I think he's got a really, really good shot to be the sixth man of the year and have a really big bounce back season. So I'm looking forward to seeing Tyler Hero take that sixth man of the year honors. But last individual award that we got coming up, the most improved player award. You know, most improved player is one of my favorite awards. I like to see, you know, players, you know, kind of take that that step up and that next level in their game. Um, you know, we've had a lot of great, you know, most improved over the years, Julius Randle, you know, absolutely deserving of the award from the New York Knicks last year. But I believe for this 2021-2022 NBA season that Michael Porter Jr., guard from the Denver Nuggets, will end up taking most improved player of the year. So now, let's face it. Let's, oh, one thing I got to say, this man just received a five-year, $145 million guaranteed, but up to $172 million max rookie extension from the Denver Nuggets. So Michael Porter Jr. better ball out because he's getting a lot of money from the Denver Nuggets organization. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He is incredibly talented. Um, he, um, he has all the tools to be worth that money. He has the talent. He's got the winning mindset. I remember the story that came out, not this past season, but the season before that in the bubble, you know, talking about how he should get the ball more and, you know, you know they should look for him more in the offense, which... I remember then he was a rookie, if I'm not mistaken, then. And I was like, uh, I mean, you really have, you know, the cachet, the pull to be saying stuff like that. But he is no scrub by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, I am not I'm not overly surprised that he ended up getting that money. I'm just surprised that he got it as soon as he did. Um, but I definitely feel as if 
he'll take home the honors to win the most improved player of the year, especially with Jamal Murray being out probably for the majority of the season, coming off a torn ACL injury. Michael Porter Jr. is a phenomenal playmaker, um, a really underrated shooter. I didn't know he could shoot the way, you know, that he that he did, you know, especially last year in the playoffs and during the regular season as well. Um, but he's got a really good chance to, you know, help this offense alongside Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon and the rest of those guys. So I am really looking forward to seeing Michael Porter Jr. take home Most Improved Player of the Year honors and take that next step in his game and let everybody know that he is indeed worth every single penny of that $172 million. But So those are my way too early predictions when it comes to you know the NBA awards. I got Luka taking the MVP. I got Jalen Green down in Houston taking Rookie of the Year honors. Defensive Player of the Year going to Anthony Davis. Sixth Man of the Year going to Tyler Hero. And Michael Porter Jr. in Denver taking home Most Improved Player of the Year. But let's transition a little bit. Let's go to my All-NBA Team selection. So uh, All-NBA Team is basically your 15 best players in the league. You got your All-NBA First Team, Second Team, and Third Team. So this is who I feel will be selected for this year um, uh, as amongst the the cream of the crop, as they say, or the absolute best players in the NBA, or the players that had the best season, because I think there can be a distinction between the two. But this is my all-NBA first team. So I've got Steph Curry, guard for the Golden State Warriors, taking that first guard spot. And you got Luka Doncic taking the second. I've got Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. We've got Giannis Antetokounmpo from you know the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. And then Anthony Davis taking that forward-slash-center spot first team all NBA. I think all these guys will have amazing seasons. I am really looking forward to seeing Kevin Durant um, play another season, but will play a season fully healthy. You know, he had that, that nasty Achilles injury two years ago and, you know, was coming off that injury. So he missed some time, you know, with nagging injuries and just making sure, you know, his load management was fine, but now he's fully healthy. So I'm sure he'll have the green light to, you know, play as many games as possible. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Steph Curry last year, you know, they pretty much had a down year for the most part, you know, with, you know, the injury to Klay Thompson and others. Um, so I'm, you know, looking forward to him, you know, putting up crazy numbers again. I think he had a he had a 60-point game last year. So, I mean, I don't see why he, will, he won't have another good season. But Klay Thompson is coming back later in the year. So Steph and Klay together are just like, out of this world phenomenal so so that's my first team all nba but second team all nba i've got damian lillard and devin booker taking the guard spots i've got jason tatum taking the first forward spot and lebron james taking the second and then nikola Jokic at the center slash forward position for my all nba second team now this one was kind of tough because i went back and forth between nikola Jokic and anthony davis first team and you know and second team now Jokic was our MVP last year and deservedly so um, but I feel as if with Anthony Davis you know I, I, I just have a feeling he'll have more of a chip on his shoulder this year so I feel as if Anthony Davis will end up edging him out for that first team all NBA especially if he wins the defensive player of the year honors but Jokic is one of my favorite players to watch I'm a little biased um, he is in and in such a phenomenal playmaker, especially for his size, like I've never seen, <clears throat> excuse me, I've never seen a player have, a player at his size have such an amazing ability to set up his teammates. Like 
he was averaging more assists than so many guards in the league, which it was in, incredible to me. So I think Nikola Jokic definitely will take that that second forward slash center spot for second team All NBA. But third team All NBA. So we've got Donovan Mitchell from Utah. We've got Zach Levine, guard from Chicago Bulls. Paul George, forward from the Clippers. We've got Jimmy Butler, forward from the Miami Heat. And Rudy Gobert making up that last center spot for first team All NBA. So, so this is that's the fifteen. That's the fifteen that I think are going to take the All NBA team selection. So there's a lot of money involved when it comes to All NBA. You know, guys are really, really, really look forward to making that team and strive to make that team um, because, like I said, there there's a lot of money involved. The way you know with extensions work and the way you know endorsements and all those things are built in you know making that all nba team selection is big for a lot of these guys so i am looking forward to that we'll see we'll see how it goes but so last prediction that i've got you know for us this upcoming season so i've got the predictions for how i feel both conferences will finish one through well one through ten now because you have play-in games um, in terms of you know playoff seating, and then I'm gonna make my prediction on who I think is gonna meet up in the finals and who's gonna win. So let's start over in the Western Conference. So Western Conference is, as we all know, is is stacked. It's been you know stacked for quite some time now. But the East, I this year, uh, the East is not a cakewalk like it was you know you know like it has been for many years now. So in the Western Conference, this is what I got. And this might be a little controversial, but, you know, I don't care. It'll make for good TV. (laughs) But in the West, I've got the Phoenix Suns taking the number one spot. I think Phoenix will definitely, like I said, have a chip on their shoulder. I think Phoenix will be looking forward to replicate the success that they've had, you know, last year, making it all the way to the finals, eventually losing in six. But I think they will be looking forward to replicating that season. Um, I've got the Lakers taking the second spot. I think the Lakers, you know, assuming everybody stays healthy, and this whole show is, you know, assuming that everybody stays healthy, I think the Lakers will be right back to where they were, you know, in 2020, among the the top, the best teams in the NBA, not just the Western Conference. But I've got the Nuggets taking the third spot. We've got the Jazz and the Mavericks making up four and five. I've got the Clippers at the sixth spot. The reason I got the Clippers at the sixth spot, Kawhi Leonard is going to be gone majority of the year, but a lot of reports are saying that he is actually ahead of schedule, and um, it's likely that he'll come back sooner than they anticipated because some of the early reports, you know, before last season ended, was that he was done for all of this year. Like, he wasn't, there was no chance that he was coming back. But some of the reports now are saying, like, a potential January-February timeline. You know, he had a partial meniscus tear. He didn't have a full meniscus tear. So I could definitely see Kawhi Leonard coming back earlier rather than later. But we all know what, you know, his injury history, like, he's going to play it safe. He's going to make sure that, you know, he is fully healthy before he comes back. But I could see him coming back earlier rather than later. But that's why I got the Clippers at the sixth spot. If Kawhi Leonard was healthy all year, I think I'd probably have him at that that three or four spot if I'm uh if I had to if I had to guess if he was healthy but so the team's making up the play-in because now we have your play-in tournament for, for seeds seven through ten that's coming back this year so you, you know you have the seven the eight that play for the seventh spot you have the nine and ten play for you know play the loser of that seven eight game to take up that eighth and final spot in the playoffs so these are my play-in teams I've got at the seventh seed I've got the Golden State Warriors with Klay Thompson projected to come back around Christmas, I definitely think that the Golden State Warriors' run is not 
done. I think some people are sleeping on the Warriors, acting like their time is over, but I, I'm i not. I, I definitely still see them as a formidable threat in the Western Conference. But I think the Blazers will end up having another underwhelming season and will finish 8th. And then I've got I've got the Spurs, got the San Antonio Spurs taking up that ninth spot. Um, and that's not me being biased at all. I'll never bet against Greg Popovich getting that team playing to more than their potential. You know, we, we got some additions too. You know, we got we got Doug McDermott and, you know, Zach Collins, and, you know, we got our young guns who are getting older. You know, you got Deontay Murray who's a, who's balling, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, who played for the uh or excuse me, Keldon Johnson, who played for the Olympic team. So I mean, you know, don't don't sleep on us. You know, we we you know, we are uh we gonna be alright. We gonna be alright. But I've got the Spurs taking up that ninth spot, and then I've got the Memphis Grizzlies taking up that final tenth spot for the play in. So the play in tournament should be interesting. If it ends up being Warriors Blazers, I definitely think the Warriors will get the better of that matchup in a playoff scenario. The Spurs actually lost to the Grizzlies last year in the play in. So if there was a rematch, I think with the additions that we have, I, I, I mean, we got a shot. We got a shot to make the playoffs. Um, not holding my breath. I mean, you know, with us Spurs were very, very much in denial of being in rebuild mode. You know, we were spoiled for 20 years with our man Tim Duncan. So, but we'll see what happens. But that's who I've got for seeds 1 through 10 for the Western Conference. We got the Suns, Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Mavericks, Clippers, Warriors, Blazers, Spurs, and Grizzlies rounding out the 10th spot. Now, let's go on over to the East. So, in the East, I think the final standings or the playoff tree will be the Brooklyn Nets, obviously number 1. They are the clear-cut favorite with Kyrie Irving and with everybody healthy. No one should beat them. Now, with Kyrie Irving's status up in the air, it doesn't appear that if he's going to play anytime soon until, you know, either the New York City mandate changes or he ends up getting vaccinated. But even without Kyrie Irving, I definitely give a slight edge to Brooklyn. You know, they've got a solid roster. They picked up Paul Millsap, which I think was a, a great pickup. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge came back. Um, you have Joe Harris, who... Didn't play well in the playoffs last year, I will say that, but it's still a phenomenal threat um, from the three-point line. So so they, they've got a solid you know unit and a solid core. And obviously, if you have Kevin Durant and James Harden on your team, prime Kevin Durant and prime James Harden, that is, um, I no one should beat them. So they are the clear-cut favorite, not just in the Eastern Conference, but for the entire league. And I've got the Brooklyn Nets taking the number one spot. I've got the Bucks taking the two spot. Um, I don't, I, I feel as if there won't, be any sort of real championship hangover as they like to say because the way that Giannis um, his mentality is like all right like you know I'm gonna work as hard as I can and he's always been that way and so now that you know what they call you know he's got he's got that off his plate now he, he's a champion and no one will ever take that away from him and that is etched in stone forever that he will always be an NBA champion but it's like the old saying goes okay now what like now what are you gonna do and I definitely see Giannis and taking that to heart and getting his team to take that to heart from as well. I saw some highlights from one of the preseason games where he was pulling up for three from the three-point line. And that jumper, it, it, it looks as if he's put in some work. So, I mean, if he's hitting jump shots consistently, I mean, if he gets to, I'd say, 40% or even 38 39% from three-point line, uh, he's going to be hard to guard. So, um, I definitely see the Bucks being just as good, if not arguably better, than they were last year taking up that second spot in the Eastern Conference. But rounding out the Eastern Conference, I've got the Miami Heat taking the three spot with the addition of Kyle Lowry, 
P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris, I definitely feel as if they are going to be improved. They got some dogs. They are solid defensively. And hopefully, you know, with Tyler Hero, you know, having a bounce back, uh, comeback season, I definitely see the Miami Heat being real good. Um, I've got the Celtics at the four spot. Um, you know, no Kemba Walker, but they, they got some some nice additions. They got a new coach in Emil Udoka. You know, shout out to Emil Udoka, former Spurs player and pop assistant. But I definitely feel as if the Celtics... They had an underwhelming season last year, so I definitely feel as if with the new coach, um, I think they'll be better. So I got them uh, rounding out the top four. But fifth spot goes to the Atlanta Hawks. I think the Atlanta Hawks definitely, um, them reaching the conference finals, I would say that nobody, unless you're from Atlanta, nobody picked the Atlanta Hawks to make it all the way to the conference finals last year. But um, they are definitely, definitely a sleeper team. So I've got them at that at that fifth spot. Um, with a lot of the uncertainty, though, with this number six team that I've got, I put the 76ers at the sixth spot. Um, you know, with Ben Simmons, you know, his status and uncertainty, his whole drama and situation. Um, I mean, I think they'll be good. I think there'll be a lot of narrative about, you know, oh, like, how's the relationship with Ben and the rest of the organization? How's the relationship with Ben and Joel Embiid? So I think there'll be a lot of distraction when it comes to the 76ers. So I don't see them being as good. They finished with the number one spot last year, um, and I don't see that happening this year. So I got them falling all the way to the sixth spot. But my playing teams for the Eastern Conference, I've got the Knicks taking that seventh spot. I'm really, really hoping. I mean, I would say that their roster somewhat improved. I mean, they got... You know, the addition of Kemba Walker and, and quite a few other pieces that I can't, you know, come to mind right now. Um, but I definitely feel as if they'll be a playing team again. I think they'll end up beating the eighth, you know, whoever's in the eighth spot um, for that seventh seed in the uh, Eastern Conference playoffs. But um, hopefully we get more Madison Square Garden, you know, NBA basketball playoffs because the Garden is, I mean, people love their Knicks and they've been terrible for as long as I've been alive, um, give or take a few years with Patrick Ewing and the group. But um, in New York Knicks basketball is just so much fun to watch. So I definitely hope that they make it back. So I've got them in the seventh spot. I've got the Bulls in the eighth spot. Now, like I mentioned in Friday's episode, this past Friday's episode, look out for the Bulls. Like with the addition of Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan and the pieces that they got Alice Caruso coming from the Los Angeles Lakers I definitely see them being a very solid playoff team I mean I, I got them in the eighth spot so I definitely see them making the playoffs and making some noise against you know if they end up playing Brooklyn obviously I'm not picking them to beat Brooklyn um, but they could do some things you know you know barring everybody's healthy I really really like that unit that they have um, but I've got the Pacers and the Hornets taking up that ninth and tenth spot in the Eastern Conference, um, you have the Pacers, who are always really solid. Um, they got Rick Carlisle back as their head coach, um, so it should be should be interesting to see what you know schemes and things that he puts in place to with this current Pacers roster. And then the Hornets, um, I just I love watching Lamelo Ball play. He is a phenomenal playmaker. Um, so I, they're still super young. I mean, they do have some veteran presence. They got Gordon Hayward on the team, but I don't see them really doing a whole lot in the Eastern Conference, but they would take up that 10th spot in the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference. But so all that, so I've got my standings out there, like I said in the beginning of the show, more than likely going to be wrong, but I have in my NBA Finals, my way too early NBA Finals predictions, I've actually got both number one seeds making it to the Finals. I've got the Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets facing off in the NBA Finals, and like I said throughout this whole show, assuming that everybody's healthy, especially if Kyrie Irving is playing for the Brooklyn Nets, 
there's really no reason that they should lose. So I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go ahead and take the Brooklyn Nets to win the championship with Kevin Durant picking up his third finals MVP. Um, I, I just don't see anybody beating that three-headed monster. But even, like I said, without Kyrie Irving, they are a really, really solid team. And I give them the slight edge in the Eastern Conference. And if they end up playing Phoenix without Kyrie Irving, I definitely see it being a very, very tough close series. But that is all the show I have for you folks. Again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening if you're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, like I said, this is episode two of season two on Tuesday. We've got, I'll be talking Friday about, you know, the marquee matchups coming up in the weekend, opening night, and the results that happen from that. So I am looking forward to tip off of this 2021-2022 NBA season. Like I said, thank you so much for watching this episode of Another Turnover, and I will see you on the next one.